I recognized that I was probably taking years off my life because I was neglecting sleep. I was neglecting nutrition. I was neglecting the amount of water I drank throughout the day, or even just those mindful moments like you're talking about where you can do a standing meditation where you didn't even think of it that way before. You just thought you were being unproductive. But now all of a sudden you've reframed it to like, no, 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 I'm actually tapping within and I'm consciously choosing to slow down. Are you a burnt out overachiever buried in responsibilities? Do you miss laughing with your friends, just laughing from the gut? You remember that? Do you feel like life's passing you by? If you've been wishing for some kind of a shift, you're in the right place. Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hope, the show where we take you off the hamster wheel by ditching the to-do list for the don't list. This is where you get to learn how to make that lonely ache vanish, learn self-compassion techniques, and to give yourself grace. I'm Lauren Abrams, and I get to help you feel that magic again since going through my own dark night of the soul so you can learn from my experience and the mentors and experts I meet along the way. And today we're talking to a thought leader, mentor to many, podcaster and speaker, Trevor Turnbull. Are you ready to create your life that's more joy and less burnout? You're in for a treat. Hearing from Trevor, who after hitting his overwhelm and his bottom, did a pivot and now makes it his mission, helping you reach your highest authentic truth and share your gifts without being in constant burnout mode. Learn how to take back your time, your vitality and your health. You get to stop wearing that mask like everything's okay right now. Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hope, Trevor. Lauren, thank you so much. I'm looking forward to having this chat with you. And I'm, I'm curious which burnouts and uh, breakdown you want me to even go into. I know, I know. Yeah, I know. After listening, and I, I told you before we started recording, I was just sitting in traffic at the airport, picking up my son. It's like, okay, so I know you were 35 divorced, living on your parents' couch. Uh, you're known <laughs> as the LinkedIn guy, but you also have this really thriving men's group and, mm. and I know you from a mastermind community or we've been part of, and I learned about you not from being a 35-year-old divorce, but, you know, it's through telling our authentic truths and through also hitting our different various bottoms that the most growth comes. I know that's true for me and most everyone I've talked to, gotten the privilege to talk to on here. So, um, yeah, I love that you help people amplify their impact and it's... Mm. You know, I mean, that's just so incredible. So which of those would help you get to that message and to help? People? Yeah, honestly, yeah. I, I use a, a phrase that I heard in a personal development program that I was in at one point. I guess it was about seven years ago about turning my mess into my message. And when I first heard that, I thought, huh, well, that's interesting because I always thought that my mess was just my mess and I better bottle yeah. that stuff up or else people are going to think that I'm flaky or a failure or just somebody that can't stay consistent with anything because I've bounced around to a lot of different things in my lifetime, many identity shifts and reinvented myself. And I continue to do so to this day. You know, I'm in Mexico right now with our family. We were in Costa Rica last year and who knows where we'll be next year, but I seem to constantly put myself into places of disruption and discomfort, but it's almost as though I've built a muscle to do this over the years so that every time I'm faced with these insurmountable, unexpected things like going to the LAX in the middle of the afternoon and in rush hour traffic that I can navigate this stuff. So I guess that's the first thing that I would say is just, it's not as though I only have one experience or incident in my life where a light bulb went off, it almost feels like a lifetime of 
constant experiences and I'm still in it. I'm still in it. And I think that's the thing that I try to lead with too, is even the guys that come into our community with the extremely conscious man movement, we don't stand in front of them and say, I'm up here on this mountain and you need to get up here and grab my hand. We go, Hey, grab my hand. I'm on the mountain with you. Well, let's go climb this thing. That's the best analogy I can use for it. So yeah, I love that analogy too. Yeah. Anybody who says that I'm up here on some dais or platform or something else, like run, maybe I'm (laughs) one step ahead of you, but we're all in this thing together. We're all learning. And maybe I've this much know this much in this area because I've been doing it a little bit longer but like I use meditation as an example, maybe I've been meditating a little bit longer than you, or maybe you've been doing it in this way. And I didn't know that way. Like I just learned Mm -hmm. standing meditation, which I was like, what? No, I can put my tush on a cush, but if I'm standing, like I want to hike, I want to do something like, what do you mean standing? And I was so close-minded about it. I didn't know it could be such a good reboot for my day. And once again, it was such a good analogy. I did an episode about it because what did I know? Like Mm. once again. So anyway, it's a great point too. I even think about Joe Dispenza's walking meditation, which a lot of people are familiar with now, just because he shares a lot about this stuff on social, but it's the same kind of thing, right? How could you possibly meditate while moving? Because I know for me on my own journey, there was a point like speaking about burnout in 2021, when I did hit a, another burnout stage with my work stuff, which I can get into the details if you want me to, but my biggest challenge was honestly slowing down. I had just wired myself so much for almost two decades, not quite two decades, to just constantly be moving and pushing and creating and, and innovating. And I thought, if I slow down, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. I feel like all of my value is in my persistence to just constantly reinvent and to, and to be a high achiever and, and to, uh, to get less sleep, but be more productive. And just all of these backwards things that now that I have a little bit of perspective on it two years later, I recognize that I was probably taking years off my life because I was neglecting sleep. I was neglecting nutrition. I was neglecting the amount of water I drank throughout the day, or even just those mindful moments like you're talking about where you can do a standing meditation where you didn't even think of it that way before. You just thought you were being unproductive. But now all of a sudden you've reframed it to like, no, 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 I'm actually tapping within. And I'm consciously choosing to slow down. So, and I have a question. Were you also like lonely? Did you have a lot of friends? Were you have people you could oh. talk to and go, wow, because when you're in that kind of hustle mode and always working, I, I think a lot of people aren't even aware yet that, I think, oh, yeah, I don't laugh. I'm not. Are you getting on the floor and really being present with your kids? Because you have little kids and you can do all of that. You don't have to. I think a lot of people don't even realize or you know, you have this life that looks so great. How can you complain, right? You're su- mm. super successful. So who are you to complain, right? So yeah. did you oh, have I anyone to we... talk to at the time? Yeah, for sure. And I would, I would phrase it this way. I believe we attract who we are in that moment, who we're being, how we show up. So I had people in my life at that time in like November, 2021, when I kind of hit a point where I walked away from the company that I had recently sold and took an executive position with. And I did have people around me, but they weren't necessarily the kind of people that were operating in the way that I knew that my higher self wanted to, the the new version, the future version of myself. Mm -hmm. So it was less a loneliness and more just a disconnection from the community that I kept, the tribe that I spent the most time with. And 
I think this is a very relevant thing, and I, I'm sure other guests have even talked about this. In this whole digital world, it's incredible what social media and Zoom and Elon Musk and his Starlink satellites and stuff has done for the world. It's amazing. I have nothing to complain about it. I'm in Mexico doing what I do, so I need to be grateful for that. But it's also disconnected us from just grounding ourselves and, and disconnecting and being present with each other. And like you said, for me, being present with my kids, because that was a big driver for me. And I felt honestly like I was failing a little bit uh, as a dad. I had a vision for what I wanted to be. And I kept telling myself I was too busy. And it wasn't like I was completely neglectful, but I just wasn't operating the way that I wanted to. So, you know, I had to do a lot of inner searching and a lot of dark moments and question and answer seeking and everything in between. And, and it does get lonely because sometimes you feel stupid asking questions that you don't even know to ask until somebody shows up and says, I feel that way too. And that's what it was for me. And it continues so, to happen to this day. Like, okay, so you walk away from this executive position. How did you know where to go, what to do, what questions to ask? I didn't. That was the whole point. But at the same time, though, I did have a, a trusted guide at the time. And it was mm -hmm. and it was something different than what I had maybe seeked out, sought out. I'm not sure which word's appropriate <laughs> there. But in the past, I might have looked for the business mentor or the business community, business, 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 because that was how mm -hmm. my brain was wired. But in this case, I actually had somebody that was with me, beside me and supporting me and, and part of my journey. Her name is Danielle Grant. She is a spiritual guide for the lack of a better term. Mm -hmm. She's many, many things. But I still remember the conversation that I had with her. I was sitting at the kitchen table and I said, I don't even know what I want to talk about. I just know that who I am right now is not who I want to be. I don't know who I want to be. I don't know what questions to ask, but I have questions like, okay, what happens when I die? Oh, I don't want to talk about that up until that point. And now I was ready to go. I wonder what actually happens. And that's just one example of this. As far as when you start to look at the reality of everything that's around us, she was the person that was there to not tell me because she didn't have all the answers either. It's inside of me. I know the answers. She was there to just guide me on like what questions I could ask to be able to figure out why am I here? And what can I do to, to fulfill my purpose in life? And if I don't know what that is, how can I figure it out? So, so yeah, I did have somebody, but it was very different than anybody else that I was um, seeking out in the past. That, no, that's great. So, and did you figure out, so how did you figure out what your purpose is? Oh, it took many, many breakdowns along mm -hmm. the way, but. It's never Honestly, easy, is it? So you wish, no. oh, I just wrote at the top of a piece of paper, what's my purpose? And started journaling. I went, boom, it, that's yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if there's a quick answer to it, to be honest, but I think it, it, took, it took bravery to just kind of leap into that, that space of not knowing exactly what questions to answer, trying to find purpose, trying a few, you know, exercises from a 3D perspective, I guess you would say, if we're going to talk spiritual but yeah. then also being able to you can talk spiritual people. on this podcast it's perfect <laughs> we're gonna perfect. This, this definitely i mean i talk about meditation we talk about breath work we talk about all kinds of and we get awesome. woo -woo, it's, it's fine yeah go ahead beautiful beautiful well then from that perspective is that i was looking for the the tool the the formula the quiz the the exercise to try and find the answers and a lot of the reflections that I was getting back from Danielle at the time and other people and other sources too, was that you already have the answer within. 
And my first thought was, well, that sounds insane. That is woo woo. Like, no, there has to be a roadmap. Somebody must have developed something by now that I can just follow paint by numbers and go and figure this thing out. Right. But the feedback that I was receiving at that time was you need to spend more time with yourself. You need to have more conversations with yourself, AKA journaling. Yeah. You have to feel uh, within your body through modalities like breath work and just being still in the moments and not trying to push or rush to get to the answers, to be able to find the answer. And that was so foreign to me. And honestly, it was, it's probably the most challenging thing that I've ever done in my life because I've long said that, you know, I've spent the better part of two decades programming myself to be the opposite of that. I believe that the whole online digital marketing space had created me into somebody that would do the opposite of that because that was what I was being taught as the answer to find things like that, your purpose, your vision, your mission. So it was a massive stretch for me. And, and quite frankly, it's still even hard to explain to an old version of myself. Like if I'm working with somebody now that, that operates in life the same way that I used to, it's hard to explain. I have to be the example to those people. I have to show them through consistency and showing up and, and actually slowing down to speed up that the answer that you're looking for is actually within. And there's all kinds of memes and analogies to this stuff, but until you experience it, it doesn't really hit you. But then when it does, you can't unsee it and you can't yeah. go back to the old way of being. It's just who you are now. It's very hard to, once you start meditating and people are like, what? I can't meditate. And I'm like, you can't do it wrong. I mean, self-care matters and it's how we heal and it's it's everything. I told somebody a few weeks ago, I, I was finally getting something fixed at uh, the house. And the guy who came over told me I was such a calming influence. I'm a really hyper person. Nobody has ever told me that in my <laughs> lifetime. And I was like, wait, can I get that on? Uh, like, can we record that? What? <laughs> like, play it back for that. yourself. There you I go. am this person. I yeah. am this person. I was like, yeah. wow, I'm a calming influence. How about that? I called my daughter when he left. She goes, she, he did not. I go, yeah. Someone <laughs> said I was a calming influence. There you go. I was like, see wow. what can happen. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because like, it can very simply be explained too that the stuff that we're talking about is actually really quite simple, especially this the self-care side of things too. I created a guide that became kind of the foundational manual for somebody that's where I was two years ago, where they go, there's got to be more to this life. I want to have more. I think I need to be more in order to have more. They're just starting to ask the questions. And I created this guidebook called The Simple Guide to Extreme Change. And inside of there, it includes a number of different things that are just kind of foundational with regards to the journey that I've been on and collectively with Mike Prince, who I co-founded this space with, and some of the other guys in our space, including Joe, who you know. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's maybe the first introduction that people have to like levels of consciousness or Maslow's hierarchy of needs or power versus force and all just all of these things that you don't even look for if you're operating in the opposite way. But the foundational pieces that we talk about in there are sleep, water, nutrition, fitness, and mindfulness. And now you can go deep on every single one of those in many, many granular ways, but most people don't actually pay attention to those things at the level that would completely change their life. And it doesn't need to be hard. It's actually quite simple, but it's not easy because it requires you to change who you are and how you show up every day. And and even your beliefs, just like you were saying there, right? It's like somebody said that you're a calming presence. Oh, I don't believe that. 
well, then of course you're true or you're correct, right? You're going to be correct on anything yeah. you believe, even if somebody reflects it to you. So, so now there's the block. How do you, how do you see through that and go, maybe I am actually a very calm person. That person felt that energy. There might be something oh, to that. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you tell yourself, you're right. It's yeah, so simple 100%. that way. It's like, whatever you focus on, that's what grows. And whatever you tell yourself, you're right. So somebody who they want this, but they're scared. What would you tell them? Honestly, for me, I think the thing that has kept me grounded and moving forward, because it's still, that still comes up for me to this day. You know, I'm still scared to leap into certain spaces or places or sharing of my story and all of that kind of stuff. And I had to look into the future to see a scenario of the life that I wanted, or even just a particular situation to be able to ground me back into the micro of small decisions. And for me, what that is, is I do have two boys that are five and six years old, and we now live down in Mexico. So they have the opportunity to surf every day and I won't push them into it, but they're starting to love it. And I'm so glad that they are because I want them to be little surf kids. Yeah. And if they do, and 25, 30 years from now, they say, Dad, let's go surfing. I want to be the guy that's grabbing my surfboard and racing them into the water, not the one that says, I'll watch you from shore on the, on the lawn chair. And that impacts every decision that I make right now on a very micro level. And I have to remind myself all the time, too, those days that I don't want to go to the gym or the days that we got the brownies on the counter and I really love sugar, but I know that I shouldn't be. So like, and it's a micro thing at a time. I keep layering these things on. And that's one of the things that we do with these guys is that we look at the big picture, but then we bring it back to the present. You know, it's kind of like head in the clouds, feet on the ground, because we have to have a, a purpose and a, and a drive and a why that's greater than just that current moment. Because a lot of times we'll just succumb to it and go, ah, I'll have a third beer. It's not going to hurt. I'll be able to get up in the morning. But now, like using that example, I'll have one on a nice sunny day, which is every day down here. But that's it. I just don't want any more than that now because I know how it impacts me and the way that I can be present and alert with my kids. And I want to go and enjoy every single moment. So I would say get yourself around a group of people that are also thinking in that way, choosing to operate that way. And then, uh, yeah, find the community that can support you in becoming that person. That's such a good segue into what I wanted to ask you about. So how how do people find their community? Because there's such a there's so much loneliness right now. And I work from home. So it's it's always an effort for me to get out to get out. <laughs> I've got everything yeah. right here. I have all the comforts. I'm right by my hiking. I'm right by everything. So I, I really make an effort when people want to see me. I'm like, no, I don't want to have lunch. Let's go for a hike. I'd much rather do that. That that's me. But it's to find actual community, but what would you tell people? I think you just brought up a great point there that it's, it's not even so much about not wanting to get out and meet people and be a part of a community and contribute because that's part of it, right? In order to be a part of a community and find your tribe, you have to contribute. You have to be of service. You have to show up. But okay. I think there's a key piece in all of this. And this is something that I'm continuously learning myself too. It's what do you say no to? And what things do you say? Yes, I'm all in on that thing. And if and that's a great example, because like being down in Mexico here as a great example for me, 
I have some old friends here that I've known for 20, 30 years. It's part of the reason we moved here is that I, we had some familiarity to it. You know, we had people that could help us out, figure out where the school is, all that kind of stuff. But now if I get invited out for beers, I say, how about we get up in the morning and go paddleboarding instead? And some of them go, that sounds like a great idea. Let's do that. And others go, oh, that's not my thing. And then I think, okay, well then maybe we're not meant to be a thing anymore because I don't do beers anymore in the evening. I'm with my family, you know? (laughs) So I think a key piece of it, if I was to give a direct answer on it, it's like, know your no's and be solid in them, but also know your yeses. Like if you know that you want to get around people that are active, then go lead that too. You know, invite people out for the walks, invite people to your, to your local gym, make a point to get out to the, to the surf break and go surfing and meet people. I, I'm using references for my own world. Yeah, of course, of course. Right. Yeah. You can go if do I want to be around people like that. Mindful, I, have to, I, have I just found that. out about mindful yoga. I'm like, wow, really? And uh, I know I'm like, okay, I'm going to find that. I, I have a meditation partner, uh, mindful meditation partner. We meet every two weeks. Awesome. And she said, I, she just found, um, in Arizona, some mindful yoga, uh, mindful, yeah, mindful yoga. And I was like, you're kidding. I'm in LA. Yeah. There's everything here. So I'm sure it's like, all right, I got to find that. <laughs> so I was well, like, okay. Yeah. And I think you're bringing up a good point there too. It's, it might be just some, a small thing, like a word, right? So, so yoga, I, well, I do yoga, mindfulness. So I do mindfulness. Well, this is mindful yoga. Okay. I'll go check it out. It's the reason why the entry point that we created for guys that are kind of curiously on the side, looking at everything that we're doing in this extremely conscious man movements, maybe that in itself is too much for them. They're like, Whoa, wait a second. What do you mean? Extremely conscious. Like are you guys <laughs> jumping out of planes and are we talking woo woo here? Cause conscious is kind of a woo woo word. So we created a community on Facebook actually called the better man community. So if somebody was to say, I just want to like, you know, have more in life. I want to be a better person. And you see the better man community. I think that gives you, or you can give yourself permission to go. Yeah, I want to be better. Okay. I'll go check that out. Okay. Everybody on here, they're, they're all sending their guys to the better man, unless (laughs) they're, they're vibrating at a higher frequency then they're sending them to the conscious, (laughs) the extreme. That's right. You know, we've got, we've got the different tiers here for your guys. It's it's more of a a female demographic, not exclusively here, but I will. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And and we will have links for all of it, but yeah, anyway, go ahead. (laughs) And quite frankly, I'll, I'll mention this too, because I'm glad you brought that up because we did, we did actually, um, intentionally create these and name them the way that we did because we knew that the better man community is a lot of times where men start. Like, I want to be better. That's it. Just there's lots of ways to define that, but yeah, I just yeah. know I want to be better or I want mm-hmm. others around me to be better, which is usually not the way to approach it, but I want to be better. Yeah. And then the program that we created, we created a 90 day program actually called the Evolving Man Accelerator, which is the lead in to our extremely conscious man inner circle. And it is, it does have tiers and levels to it because the extremely conscious inner circle that we have, you can't buy into that. There's no amount of money that anybody can present to Mike and I to be able to get into that inner circle. It has to be earned. It has to be something that you can go through the evolution of experiencing where you are, being truthful with yourself, recognizing where you're comfortable in life and where you need to stretch yourself, and then going through all of the stages to actually become an evolved man. And then recognizing that you just leveled up and that's something to celebrate. 
but you're at the bottom of the next level. Yeah. Now that that's amazing. I, I just, I love that. And yeah, yeah you have a, a, a tracker. And uh, when Joe saw my scorecard, he said, you need to color code that. So he showed me your tracker so that my, I have a personal growth. I've quantified the personal growth space. It's now color coded based on your tracker. <laughs> so that it looks better and is easier to follow, but it's, it has different uh, things to check off. So what's the hardest challenge you've ever gone through and how did you get through it? Oh, wow. I'm going to speak to something that just goes straight to a vulnerable, honest share, because this is just how I show up now. My wife and I experienced a couple of losses in, in pregnancy about four, four years ago, five years ago. No, it was longer than that ago now. It was seven years ago. And the second one that we experienced was was by far the hardest. We, we experienced the first loss at about 20 weeks into pregnancy, and then the second one at 25 weeks and, uh, and one day. And that one was a girl, and I was actually in the delivery room and was able to hold her for like 10 seconds while there was a little bit of life there, and then that was it. And there isn't a day that goes by that I don't think about that. And quite frankly, in my journey recently too, I've had lots of uh, visits from that spirit or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. She showed up in a dream for me a couple of nights ago too, very vividly in a way that's um, just kind of like I bolted out of bed in the middle of the night. And I've spent a lot of time really processing that and the loss of that. And, you know, just for me personally, as a man and a husband and a dad, and like, oh my God, like I wasn't able to protect her or to save this, this little baby. And and it still hurts to think about it to this day, but it's also a major driver for me as to why I do what I do every single day now and why I'm committed to being an example and being present and patient with my two boys that we're blessed to have right now. So, you know, it's just another example of mess the message that at the time I felt like my world had ended. I wanted to be a dad so bad. And now we were on loss number two, and I was actually in the room that time. So I knew I had that memory burned into my burned into my thoughts forever. That's what comes up to mind for me. Yeah, no, um, and I, I I completely feel that. And yeah, it's amazing though that she visits. That's kind of yeah. beautiful and special, and everyone doesn't get that. So that's yeah. There's been two distinct, yeah, there's been two distinct experiences where she's visited. And the first time was actually a mushroom ceremony experience that I had down in Costa Rica, where it was more of just an energy, like a light almost. But the message that she was saying to me was very clear that we are all connected in this world. And again, it's another thing that an older version of myself would have went, okay, yeah, we're all connected, but I'm still me and you're still you. And I'm in, and you know, if, if I have to sacrifice myself or my family for your family, well, then I know the choice I'm going to make, but it's, uh, you know, that oneness and that experience of being in that really started to shake things up for me. And then this most recent one, which is so crazy that we're talking about this because this is only like two days ago, but the thing that, that, um, I believe she needed to expressed to me was to just keep going because there's a lot of disruption in our life right now. There's a lot of reasons to, to just quit on certain things or to say that's too hard and to stop leaning in. And that was the message was you got this, just keep going. You got this, you're on the right path, keep going. 
So it's so crazy. Like an old, like I say, an old version of myself would have looked at me talking about this and think, okay, this guy's a little loopy. He's starting to listen to spirits now, but man, it's, it's just another one of those things that until you experience it, you don't know. But if you hear somebody talk about it and go, huh, I wonder, that's the entry point because you're starting to believe in infinite possibilities and how we're all connected in this big, crazy universe and how we're really just kind of a tiny little blip in this whole spectrum of <laughs> what this world is all about. Yeah, no, oh, I love that. Okay, and for somebody, they're just working, working, working all the time, right? You, you've been there, you know that. And I'm talking about the pause because answers emerge in the pause. It could be a walk around the block without a device. And, um, and you get these ideas. It's why in the shower or, but I mean, you can't hear until you can hear, but I was somebody listening. How do you take your pause and how would, how do you suggest to others to take that pause? Yeah, there's lots of different tools that I feel like I've um, gained over the last couple of years. And you named a bunch of them there. The cold showers is definitely one that's, I think, from a guy perspective, and I don't want to label this based on the sexes and stuff. But I know a lot of times as guys, we want something that's going to like, work fast, like, just give me the answer, tell me the thing to do, and I'll go do it. Yeah, that's not gender specific. (laughs) <laughs> maybe not it's just more personality specific who knows but i just say that one and and it's a bit on the extreme side because just the thought if the person's never done this it, it might sound insane like what are you talking about go in the shower and turn it on cold but for me it's something that has made the the most dramatic change inside of me the very first time i did it it completely took my breath away i lasted about 15 seconds so i wasn't quote unquote good at it but the immediate shift that I had, the clarity, the presence, the, the, the energy in my body, it was undescribable. And it became something that I thought, wow, this is an instant energy shift tool. It's something that if you are feeling that tension, that pressure, you're in front of the computer, you're putting long hours in, you're beating yourself up for doing it. You feel like you can't because something's going to fall apart if you walk away from it. Take that cold shower. Trust me, it's going to completely flip 180 exactly where you are in that moment. Okay, and that's good. Yeah. And it's and it's for everybody, honestly. Like I whenever I bring it up to people that think that it's just a completely foreign thing, like I would never do that. They're the ones that need it the most, honestly, because they would have the most benefit from something as um as shocking and jarring as that. And it's completely safe, too. Just so a person understands, it is completely safe. It's pushing you outside of your comfort zone. Might actually get you to slow down and be present. That is very good. So what do you think your one superpower (laughs) is? When there's so many shiny objects and everything, how do you know you're one? Oh, man. I think it's being able to listen to people tell me about their big, crazy ideas and leaning into it and asking them to tell me more and go deeper and then giving them the confidence. Maybe it's just that one little bit that they needed in that moment to keep going. I think that's one of my superpowers because I've experienced it. That's, that's the major reason is that I've seen this come true. I had a a friend like 20 years ago, almost who had an idea that to make a long story short, 
he had an idea to create a company that would change the world. It would reduce the amount of plastic that was being um, distributed or thrown out in the world. And now 15 years later, it's a 300 million or sorry, $100 million company with 300 employees with a product that actually turns your uh, table food scraps into black dirt soil with no odor. So it's, it is a light, it's a game changing company. And what it took was a conversation over beers after a hockey game when he gave me this idea. And I said, that sounds really amazing. And I think I can help you. And I just point him in the right direction or help him get his funding or connect him to this person or help him set up that thing. And I realized that not everybody can operate that way. Maybe they just choose not to. But my superpower is seeing seeing how people get lit up by big, crazy ideas and then helping them, giving them that little push to go, you got to do this thing. Yeah, I love that. That is, and, and I talk about that all the time. You want to be around somebody like Trevor. Like, don't be around the naysayers that are like, why are you doing that? You, know, mm. you don't, you want to be around people that go, that is brilliant. Let's do yeah. this. Let's figure uh, it out. And people, yeah, let, light you up. Um, you don't want a yes person. You just want somebody, yeah, let's figure it out. Yeah, that's great. Do you have a message I hope you want to give? Honestly, I think in a world that we live in now that seems so divisive and uh, polarizing and filled full of hate and war and anger and everything. Every single day, I one of the things that I choose to do, and I'm not always perfect at it, is to lead with love. And it takes many shapes and forms. And in a lot of cases, what's needed is to start with yourself. So how can you love yourself a little bit more today? How can you look in the mirror and just say those words? I love you. It could completely change your day. And then the ripple effect from that could change the world. I love that. <laughs> that is a great message of hope. I love yeah. these questions too. They're very flow-like. We didn't talk about any of this stuff before. No, we definitely didn't. <laughs> is there anything I didn't ask you that you're going to be done? You're like, Lauren didn't ask me this. Uh, honestly, I think that you and I could probably chat for a whole weekend <laughs> and record the whole thing and chop it up into a million pieces and people would get a lot of value out of it. But yeah, honestly, uh, I, I can't think of any particular questions, but this is just another testament to everything I think we've been talking about is that, you know, I bravely jumped into a space that was around uh, a topic, a tool, a modality around podcasting, where I've taken a conscious break from it, and I plan on coming back to it, you did as well. And here we are now in this space, I think, if I wanted to communicate something to people that were here, it's just step into the room that maybe makes you a little nervous or where you're not even sure if you're supposed to be there because, and if you do be fully there, you know, be present for it, engage, be active, um, listen to what other people are creating. I think you'll get inspired and you may actually find your people, even if you're not looking for it. Oh, yeah. Yay. That was great. I, like I said, I'll have links to everything that Trevor's doing. And uh, this was great. Thank you so much for being a guest today on 52 Weeks of Hope. Oh, it's my pleasure, Lauren. Thank you so much. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and take with you the messages of gratitude, faith in the process, and being fully present in the moment. Such fulfilling messages to take into your week ahead. Be sure to share the episode with your friends and to rate and review the podcast so more people feel less alone in the overwhelm and to remember to pause. 
answers emerge in the pause. And instead of adding to your to-do list, how about a to-don't list? Be sure to tune in next week when we're talking about how to get rid of your protective armor. It's a really fun episode with relationship guru for women over 40, Kimmy Seltzer. She joins helping you navigate how to be your best, most authentic self, which really means how to love your own life. She guides you on what does your best life look like, and it's a super empowering episode, allowing you to feel more authentic and focused. You do get to align with who you really want to be and do those things you really want to do. You're going to love it. This is a show for burnt out overachieving type Ayers, and unlike other shows for burnt out overachievers, only we take you off the hamster wheel by ditching the to-do list for the to-don't list. Until next week, I'm Lauren Abrams. Thanks for listening.